This is a life-changing message by the Apostle General Sam Crenshaw Ankara. Stay tuned. Let's continue our conversation on wisdom. First Kings chapter 3, verse number 10. First Kings chapter 3, verse number 10. The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing, this thing, this thing. So, ladies and gentlemen, lesson number one today there are some things that when we desire, God is happy and God is pleased. There are some things when we crave for, God is happy and God is over the moon. And this thing, the speech pleased God. It pleased God. And so we'll be going into what kind of speech that it was that pleased God. Verse number 11. Verse number 11. Then God said to Solomon, because you have never asked this thing <laughs> yay, and have not asked for long life for yourself. So number one, Solomon did not ask for long life even though God is God is affirming and honoring and God is saying that long life is good. But Solomon did not ask for long life. Even though God recommends it. Two, you have never asked for, no, did you ask for riches? So riches is another good thing, but which Solomon did not ask, but which God recommends. And then number three, you did not also ask for the life of your enemies. In other words, you did not ask me to revenge, to punish those who have done you evil. So, at a time in your life, God says he himself will take care and avenge for you and revenge anyone who has caused you harm. But first of all, there is something you must get first because you didn't ask this thing. Riches. Long life. And the life of your enemies. But you ask for yourself. Now he's going to tell this thing that pleases God. You ask for yourself understanding and to discern justice. Understanding to discern justice. The understanding there means because you ask me for wisdom. You ask me for wisdom. Verse number 11. The next verse, I think. 11. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart. So that there has never been anyone like you before you nor shall any like you arise after you. Alabuni asayabokota. Somebody say, I receive wisdom. Next verse. Next verse. And I have also given you what you have not asked. <laughs> Both riches and honor. So that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings all your days. The next one is very interesting. 14. So if you walk in my ways, 
to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. In other words, I will give you long life. When I mention the thing, clap your hands and say, I receive it. Long life. Long life. I receive it. Riches. I receive it. Honor. I receive it. Riches. I receive it. Understanding. I receive it. Wisdom. I receive it. Say, I receive it. I receive it. So, here is what God is unfolding by revelation. Catch this one very well. The wisdom has a product. And the product of wisdom is riches. Long life. And in some cases, God revenging or avenging your enemies on your behalf. So riches and honor and success are products of wisdom. And God said to Solomon, Solomon, you hit the nail on the head. For some people in Royal House Chapel, instead of asking God for the recipe that cooks long life, the recipe that produces riches, the recipe that produces honor, they don't go for the recipe. They are looking for the product. Today, God says you must learn that the product of wisdom is riches, long life, and honor. So if you want to be a success story, get wisdom first. Get understanding. Once you get wisdom and understanding, the product will follow. Don't go for the product. If you go for the product without the recipe, you will miss the product finally, finally. For example, it has been said that the world's wealth and the world's riches, if you put the world's wealth together... That include, inclusive of Bill Gates, Dan Gote, Apostle General Sam Kranchankra, our wealth. If you add President Kuf, uh, Anana Kufuado's wealth and Bawumia, if you add their wealth and they share the money equally amongst the population of the world, it is said that each person walks away with a cool, some time ago they said 3,000, but now it has increased to 6,000, double. $6,000, not CDs. So, multiply six by seven and you know how much wealth you have and how much riches you have right now. If they share all the wealth's wealth, including that owned by America, including that owned by uh, UK, Australia, Russia, China, that's how rich we are. But there is a sad one that follows the revelation. They said, within a space of three months, 95% of you people who receive the $6,000, all the money will be lost again, and the money is coming back to the 5% of people who are rich. You lose all. So it was concluded that people who don't have money don't have money because they have been cursed. They don't have money because they are not wise. And that the people who have money, they have money because of the use of wisdom that they have more than every one of us. Somebody say wisdom. 
I didn't hear you. Somebody say wisdom. Somebody cry aloud and say, Lord, give me wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom. Now, here's my challenge. I dare Dan Gote and Bill Gates. If they are men, me some crunchy and crap, they should bring me some of their wealth. And see, uh, uh, they shouldn't give me three months. They should give me three years and see what I'm in the end of my money. They will expect my money. It will never come to them in the name of Jesus Christ. Because the moment money touches my hand, wisdom shows me how to use money. Wisdom teaches me how to handle money. Ladies and gentlemen, when you have wisdom, you know how to make money. When you have wisdom, money knows how to multiply in your hand. When you have wisdom, poverty flees from you. When you have wisdom, you are poor, not because of anything, but because you don't have wisdom. Somebody clap your hands and say, Lord, give me wisdom. 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 And the speech pleased the Lord. So what speech was it? Come to verse number Come to verse number 6. Yes. And then let's look at the speech which pleased God so much. So lesson number 1 Riches and honor and success and blessings are a product of wisdom. So anytime you want to prosper, go for wisdom first. So that when the money gets into your hand, wisdom will help you to multiply the money and keep the money for many generations. Otherwise, you lose the money. Wisdom helps you keep your husband. Wisdom helps you keep your wife. Wisdom helps you raise your children. Wisdom helps you live in that hostile office. Wisdom. Wisdom helps you to remain in a family where there is division and chaos. Wisdom. Here is the speech. God came to Solomon and asked Solomon, what do you want me to do for you? And then Solomon said, you have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father. And because he walked before you in truth. So now, so now, Solomon is telling you the characteristics of, of wisdom. My father walked before you in truth. My father walked in the light of revelation. And then he walked with you in righteousness. He did what was right. In other words, my father was a man of integrity. And then he walked with you in the uprightness of heart, the purity of heart. So my father walked with you also in holiness. And you have continued this great kindness for him. And you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is today. So see where Solomon is tracing the wisdom. Now, he traces the wisdom from his father. His father was the standard and epitome of the wisdom. 
And then he was able to identify the things that his father did to live within the environment and to operate within the environment of wisdom. Which was that he saw that his father was a truthful man, a man of integrity. His father was a man with, uh, that had a pure heart. His father was a kind-hearted man. His father was a man for the people. His father fought battles for the Lord. His father ruled the people and, and administered justice and, 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 and equity in his days. He, he, he noticed all of these things. He traced this from his father. So lesson number two, wisdom is generational. The wisdom that we are calling you to, to go for, to desire, the, to, to, to receive, it's not for you. It doesn't stop at you. It's, it's something that will be handed over to your children and to your children's children. Wisdom is generational. You pass it on as an inheritance. Don't forget the product of wisdom. We've discussed the product of wisdom already. The product of wisdom is money, honey, success, honor, success. Don't forget about that. But wisdom, you hand it over to your children. Example. So, in my ministry now, by the grace of God, I have become such famous and advanced and very popular that the invitations that I receive to speak here, to speak there, this conference, this revival, this church, dedication of temple, buildings, this, that, I'm unable to attend all. So, some of the people, this is what they do. When they call me and pursue me and pursue my PA and my secretary for one year, two years, three years, when they are unable to get me, then they call me finally. It's Apostle General, we've been tra- tra- trying these three years to get you. We are not succeeding. And so, uh, is it possible uh, to ask your son, uh, Papa, to come and speak? I said, oh, that's fine. That's his normal. Please call him. I don't know what his programs and activities are. Uh, when we meet in church on Sunday and we meet in certain programs, WMG, we don't see ourselves again. He's somewhere, me too, I'm somewhere. We are all doing our thing. <laughs> so, please call him. And then they'll call Pastor Papa and the Pastor Papa will go and speak. When he's speaking, I'm not there. I don't go to listen to him because as I said to you, I'm minding my business, he's minding his business. Then the people will call back. Apostle General, your son was there. He represented your wisdom well and he spoke with such wisdom like you. Oh, Apostle General, and some of them will be bold to tell me, we didn't miss you at all. Papa is enough for us. There are some of the churches for the past few years, call me, they don't invite me anymore because number one, they don't, I will not come. Number two, I don't have the time. Number three, they've got a substitute. How did he get the wisdom? Wisdom is a generational blessing that you hand over to your children. If you are a fool, your children will be foolish. If you are drunkard, that's what you are living for your children. If you beat your wife, that's what your children will learn. If you don't pay school fees, that's what your children will learn. But if you're a man of truthfulness like David, if you're a man of righteousness like David, if you're a man that has the purity of heart like David, that's what Solomon receives. (laughs) 
Increase that clap of it. Let me know that I'm downloading some things into your spirit. Clap your hands and say, Lord, give me wisdom. No, I didn't hear you say, Lord, give me wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom. Oh, come on, say it aloud. Say, Lord, give me wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom. Come on, shout it as though the COVID is not leaving us forever. Say, wisdom. Wisdom. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Recently, Joe FM wanted me to come and do uh, some uh, talk uh, about longevity of marriages and relationships and so on. Uh, because Mama Rita and I, our marriage is exemplary. Everybody loves it. And, uh, our union has produced wonderful spiritual children, powerful and mighty ministries. Are you clapping or you are doing something like And the time I must appear for the recording is 6 a.m. Saturday. 6 a.m. Charlie, that's wahala for me. Because the man asleep 2 a.m., 3 a.m. How do I? 6 a.m. So the producer tried and tried. We'll fix the date. We'll ship the date. We'll fix the date. We'll ship the date. Finally, then they said to me, uh, can, can we ask your son, Papa, to appear? To come and speak. Papa, to speak what? Marriage. What does he know about marriage? My son showed up on Joy FM television, radio. And everything he spoke about marriage, his example was from what he has seen in his father and his mother. The example, the example of wisdom that he has received. The, 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 the practicality of marriage that he has observed. And when he finished, I'm telling you, Pastor Papa, when he finishes this program, doesn't call me, doesn't call the mother to report anything. No, he, he has never done it before. You know those who give us the report? People. They started having calls from pastors, bishops, everywhere. And their language was one. We had your son. And we were amazed the store of wisdom that he has. We had your son. He was talking about marriage and we were so shocked that a young man can talk to us grown-ups how we can spice our marriage too. And, and, and they, 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 will, they will end up, Apostle General, you have done a great thing. You have raised a son. Wisdom is transgenerational. Get wisdom. In all your gettings, get wisdom for the sake of your children and your grandchildren. Wisdom. You have been with my father David, Solomon said. My father was truthful to you. My father walked in the integrity of his heart. My father was pure. My father was righteous. Now you have made me his son and you have shown him great mercy and you have put me on the seat. Next verse. Now, O oh Lord, my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David. But I am so little, a child. I do not know how to go out and come in. And look at verse number eight. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous. To be numbered or counted. 
Therefore give to your servant an understanding of heart to judge your people. That I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? The speech please the Lord. Our foundation text is First Kings chapter three, verse ten, and the speech pleased the Lord. Solomon said something that touched the heart of God. So, number one lesson: we must learn to say some things into the ears of God that will touch His heart. And God said, "Because you have asked this thing, this thing." So we went on to find out that the thing He had asked that touched the heart of God was that He asked God for wisdom and understanding to be able to rule the people. According to God, he didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask for honor. He didn't ask for the lives of his people. But he asked this thing. And God said, because you have asked this thing, riches and honor I will give to you. So lesson number two. Riches and honor and success are products of wisdom. They are not recipe of wisdom. Product. So in other words, if you want to succeed and you want to have money, get wisdom. Otherwise, money can get into your hand, but when you are a fool, you lose the money. Opportunities will come when you are unwise, you miss the opportunities. Husbands will come when you are unwise, you may not know how to handle. Opportunities and situations wise will come when you are unwise, you will lose them. So the product of wisdom or the reward of wisdom or the blessing of wisdom is honor, riches, success. The only way you can maintain riches and success is to be wise. Otherwise, you will get it and you will lose it. Don't forget I said to you, there is no university that teaches wisdom. They will teach you science, they will teach you medicine, they will teach you psychology, they will teach you everything. But wisdom, that helps you to hold your marriage and to conduct your life and to hold your blessing and to receive inheritance and to receive transfer and to live with people, they don't teach you. So right now, we are in the University of Wisdom and in about 40-30 minutes, the lecture will be ending. So I was making a second point when you came in. The second point is that wisdom is transgenerational. You, the wisdom starts with David and it is handed over to Solomon. Because when Solomon prayed, he said, you have blessed my father. My father uh, uh, was a righteous man. He did this and that and that and that and that. And you have extended the mercy of my father to me, Solomon. And today you have placed me on my seat. Which was why I was giving those examples about how Pastor Papa and my children and my spiritual children. I had just had to give one example, but indeed I have several spiritual children who represent me well. Well. Did I finish the text? So we now went to what speech was it? And the theme pleased the Lord. The speech moved God. Ladies and gentlemen, get wisdom. Get understanding. The wisdom of God lasts longer and 
it is eternal than the wisdom of science and the wisdom of the world. So I see young Solomon sitting on his throne, 20 years old, and they brought two prostitutes. I'm even sure some of the prostitutes were older than him. They brought two babies, one dead, one alive. The two were all fighting over one, the baby that was alive. Solomon asked, who is the owner of the dead child? This one says, she, it belongs to her. This one says, it belongs to her. It's not me. It's mine. It's not mine. It's not, it's, it's hers. And this one alive, whose child is that? It's mine. It's not yours. It's mine. Fighting, shouting in front of the king. Then Solomon said, so this one is dead. We can't do anything. And you are all fighting over the one that is alive. Here is a knife. Woman, take the knife. Divide this child that, that the child that is alive and take part. And then this one take part. Then the woman whose child it was not held the knife and said, Yes, king, I, I, I'll do it. Her intention is that if my child is dead, then you too, your child must die. Today, any spirit that wants you to lose something because they have lost something, Jesus. clap your hands and say they will be disappointed. They will be disappointed. Say disappointment. Disappointment for the enemy. For the enemy. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You are not serious, so you are not serious. There are some people who have lost their boyfriends and they are very happy. They want you to lose your boyfriend. Clap your hands and say it will never happen. It will never happen. Clap your hands and say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This week, I don't know who is praying for you to lose your job because they have lost their jobs so that all of you will become housing company constructors. Clap your hands and say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Those who have lost their jobs. Those who have lost their jobs. And they are praying. And they are praying. For me to lose my job. To lose my job. I will not. I will not. I will never. 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 Scream and say, I will never. I will never. I don't know why I moved into this area. But this week, there are some people who have lost scholarships. There are some people who have failed their exams. And they are praying that you too, you should fail. Clap your hands and say, in the name of in Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I will never fail. 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 Clap your hands and say, in the the woman who knew that she had lost her child wanted this other woman to also lose her child. So she was ready to hold the knife and to divide the child, the child that is alive. And then Solomon says, stop woman. I know that the child is not yours. The child is the, the, uh, for the other woman. Because the other woman intercepted and said, sir, it's alright. Let her take this child. Let her take this child. You know why wisdom was speaking to the woman? We do not know what the life of this child will be tomorrow. So I will not allow this woman to kill this son. She should take him. In case this child tomorrow will become the next king. Nobody knows. I will not allow this child to die. And then by that decision, Solomon concluded and said, Woman, you are the 
owner of this child. So the decision was based on righteousness. Because she was righteous. She was righteous. She had a heart for the child. Number two. People said, oh, Solomon was very wisdom. But let me tell you how he calculated the wisdom to apply to bring the judgment. If this woman is ready to kill this child, then this woman is very callous and very wicked. It could be that she killed their son. And now she wants to kill somebody's son. So if the two of them all said the child should not be killed, what would have been the judgment? Still, there would have been a judgment. Solomon would have said, Wisdom will tell Solomon, Women, go. The palace will adopt this child and raise this child. This child is a property of Israel. Period. So, so the problem would have been solved anyway, anyhow. Wisdom. Where there is wisdom, problems are solvable. I'm telling you. You, you allow problems to overwhelm you and you go drinking alcohol and smoking weed and jumping from fourth floor and committing suicide. Nonsense. Nonsense. Oh, Apostle Gina, you don't know. You don't know. I can't stop loving him. Why can't you stop loving him? Apostle Gina, he's my first boyfriend. My first boyfriend. Is that all? First boyfriend. Can I give you revelation? The first Adams don't bring life. It is the second Adams who bring life. So, if it's your first boyfriend and your first boyfriend didn't perform, let him go. The second one is coming. The second one represents Christ. The second one will be better. You know why the second one will be better? The second one is not coming as an angel. But you have learned your first le- your lessons from the first one, which you will apply in the second one. So, the relationship in the second one will be better than the first one. Which It is not because the second one is an angel. But you learn from mistakes. You learn from the mistakes of the first. Oh. You don't know. You don't know. It's so difficult to let go. It's so difficult. I command you to let go. Clap your hands and say, let go. Let go. If you don't let go, a better one will not come. Let it go. If it was for you, it will stay. If it's not for you, let it go. God will bring you another. 
trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I can't eat. Oh, today may the Lord make you eat two bottles of banku. You eat. I say you eat today. We want to mend the What bow down? Oh, look. You can't eat. Today, I, I promote you from one ball of cake to two. What am I teaching? I am teaching that when life becomes difficult, and 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 I'll be coming to that right now. Uh, that thy word is lamp unto my my. It's a lamp unto my path, and it is it is it's lamp unto my feet, and it's light unto my path. Life is full of darkness and stumbling blocks, and you need a certain light to show you the way. You need a certain light, and the light is in the word of God. The light is in the word of God. It will show you the way. So, where you are not seeing the way, you are refusing to invite the word of God to be applicable and to work for you. So, you see application of wisdom. This woman who said the child should not be killed is righteous. And don't forget my definition of wisdom. Wisdom is common sense wrapped in righteousness. This is the true mother of the child. This woman, I won't give this child to her because this woman, I'm don't, I'm, I, I don't even think it's the first time she has killed a child. She's killed one before. She will kill this one also. So this child will never get into your house. Woman, you are not the mother of this child. Application of wisdom. Wisdom is common sense, sanctified. In those days, there were only two superpowers in the world and they were all located in Africa, Egypt and then Ethiopia. And so the queen of Sheba arrives from Ethiopia, Africa, because she heard that there was a man of wisdom in Jerusalem. And then he comes over and he travels and he arrives in Jerusalem. And then they take him to the temple and say, Whoa! Whoa! Hey! Gold! Silver! Shoe! Altar! She enters into the palace. And then they open the gate. Ushers. Dressed. Sword. Security, protection, protocol. She goes to the table and then they put the glasses and then they serve the wine. Hey, hey, I have seen more than what I heard. What was she seeing? She was seeing wisdom in display. Wisdom is organizational, wisdom promotes excellence. Wisdom promotes beauty. Wisdom brings glory. I tell you, you can have money, but when you are not wise, your house will be dirty and filthy. You can have money, but if you are not wise, 
You do not know how to use the money to keep yourself neat. To become very inviting to your husband. You have money, but your under smells. You have money, but your empty, empty smells. You have money, but your mouth odor is, is smelling. So the problem is not that you don't buy toothpaste. The problem is that you are unwise. What the queen of Sheba saw around the environment of Solomon is nothing but display of wisdom. You can have money, but when I see the schools your children attend, I know that you are a bushman and you are a bushwoman. I know. You have money, but when I see your dressing, I concluded that money does not dress people, but an imbue and a dressy people. I can see that you are a bush girl and you are a bushman. It doesn't take money to keep your house clean. It takes just a simple broom and a duster. Wisdom. Money doesn't dress your bed, your marital bed. It is wisdom that dresses your bed that your husband feels like sleeping on it regularly. Am I dialing some numbers over here? When she saw wisdom at display, then she went to a hotel room. And then she said, where is, where is the gold I brought to come and shop? I won't shop again. I'm giving everything to Solomon. And then she started offloading the gold to Solomon. Spices. Everything to Solomon. When you have wisdom, God adds riches and honor to wisdom. Solomon didn't beg her for the money. she received gold. Somebody say wisdom. Mm, clap your hands and say wisdom. Say it aloud. Let me know that I'm talking to you. Clap your hands and say wisdom. 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 Shout and say wisdom. But the next point Wisdom thrives in a certain environment. Wisdom thrives. Wisdom is healthy in a certain environment. In other words, when you don't create the environment that makes wisdom works, wisdom will leave you. Wisdom thrives in an environment. When the environment is not there, wisdom leaves you. When wisdom leaves you, you are about to lose every honor and riches and blessing and success that wisdom gave you. You lose everything. Chapter 11, 1 Kings, we started in chapter 3. We went to the speech that pleased God. 
and we saw God's response and we have given you some revelations that there are products of wisdom and whenever you want the products of riches and honor you go for wisdom first because when you get wisdom and the products come you can hold the products you can keep the product if you chase money chase money chase money chase money chase money without wisdom you lose everything the money will kill you But King Solomon loved many foreign women as well as the daughter of Pharaoh. Women of the Moabites. Yeah? Moabites. Do you know them? They are arch rivals and arch enemies of Israel. God had cursed them. And God said, no relationship shall exist between Israel and the Moabites. These are the descendants of, of Lot born through incest. So a curse is running amongst them. And then they are twin, they are half Akes brothers, the Ammonites from Ammon, the Edomites, the descendants of Esau. Another hate speech, people who hated Israel. That's where Solomon went looking for wives. Abba, Pasolo. Sidonians and the Hittites. Look at verse number two. Look at verse number two. From the nations of whom the Lord has said to the children of Israel, you shall not intermarry with them. God said it. God spoke it. Where? In his word. In his word. In his word. In his counsel. In his statutes. In his command. He said, thou shall not marry from them, nor they with you. Because, reason, they will steal your hearts away after their gods. Solomon clung to these in love. New, New Living Translation. And Solomon held on to them and chose and made up his mind to love them anyway. And that word means that there was no reason he didn't need them. But for some reason of stubbornness, he decided to hold on to them. Yet Solomon insisted on loving them anyway. Why? He shifted from the law of God. And then he put his, his wisdom. You know, you know the wisdom for which he married them? He wanted peace. So all these were enemy countries. So he decided to apply the wisdom of men. That if I marry from here, if I marry from there, if I marry from there, if I marry from there, the kings will live with me in peace. It didn't happen. He was wrong. God's word is always yea and amen. God says, Solomon, I know more than you do. Why do you want to marry him? He broke my virginity. He was the one who broke my virginity. It's okay. He broke your virginity. Let him go with that trophy. Your... It's not you, you as you, 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 presidential award. Let him go with it. 
trophy. Your real husband who is coming is not looking for a virgin anyway. Because your husband who is coming is a man of understanding and wisdom and he knows the import of second chance. I bless a marriage in this church. The lady was HIV, HIV positive. So when she told her boyfriend, her boyfriend hey! there is a snake in my rod. Second relationship and the girl is a righteous girl. Righteous. And we know that she's HIV positive. We know. So Anytime anybody comes, we ask her, have you told him? He said, no, I wanted to ask permission from you to tell them. I said, go ahead, tell him. Second one was told, I am HIV positive. Hey, he started prophesying. And then a fine gentleman appeared. I said, have you told him? He said, I wanted permission from you. I said, bring him. I will tell him myself. So they came. Mama Rita and I. We said, we hear you are in love with our daughter. She's HIV positive. Listen. She, she bowed his head. Raised her head. I said, what's your decision? He said, Apostle General, I'll go ahead with the marriage. <laughs> They have celebrated their 10th wedding anniversary. Three children. Solid. What did we do? We took her somewhere and then they gave her some anti- uh, uh, Retroviral injections and you know all the HIV plus that communion wine and blah the HIV fled. If you think the problem cannot be solved, then it will never be solved. But there are some problems that every problem is solvable by the application of wisdom. Don't forget my definition of wisdom. Wisdom is the understanding and application of godly principles in the lenses of God's word and in the person of Christ. Once you receive Christ, that's the beginning of wisdom. And then wisdom thrives in the environment of God's word. Clap your hands. Let me know I'm, 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 I'm downloading something into your spirit. Clap your hands. Let me know I'm downloading something into your spirit. Tenth wedding anniversary. They are doing great. I no more HIV. It's gone. Because the man believed the problem could be solved. And the problem was solved by faith. Ha <laughs> ha 
He broke my virginity. He broke your virginity. But your mother can see that the guy is too temperamental. Gets angry too much. Has been abusing you verbally. No, no, the, the physical abuse has not yet come. But you are now on the, the, the status. The status begins with emotional abuse. And then you go to the main... No, they eat the dessert before the main meal. Yeah, the dessert is verbal abuse. The main meal is poop. Your mother has seen it. Everybody has seen it. You are the only fool who has not seen it. Be wise. Be wise. If you like, let's go on challenge. For one month, pray 12 hours a day. Out of the 24, pray 12 hours. Me, let me pray 30 minutes. And walk in wisdom for the rest of the day. We'll see the one that between you and me who will prosper. Thirty minutes prayer plus the application of wisdom, you will succeed more than somebody who prays for twelve hours and is a fool. Think about it. This one, if you clap, I'll be very shocked. <laughs> this one, I want to hit you hard. In fact, we are not doing the boxing. This one is called uppercut. The person who prays longest plus the person who plays shortest but applies wisdom to life is more successful than the person who prays longest and does not apply wisdom. Wisdom is a principal thing. The word principal in the Old Testament in Proverbs 4, 7 means wisdom is a pillar. Wisdom is foundational. Wisdom is the beginning of everything. Solomon held on to them. And he insisted on loving them even though there was no reason. But I like verse number 9. Let's do some exposition on verse number 9 of chapter 11. And then my message will be concluded. Let's look at verse number 9. So the Lord became angry with Solomon. When you move out of the operation of wisdom, when you start downplaying godly principles, when godly principles don't bother, don't, you don't care about godly principles anymore, then you are losing everything God has planned for your life. God was angry. Hey, don't, don't let God be angry with you, please. I beg you. <laughs> let every human being be angry with you, but God, don't go there. Why did God was angry? Because his heart had turned from the Lord God of Israel who had appeared to him twice. We are in chapter 11 now. God had appeared to him twice. Do you know when God appeared to him twice? In chapter 3. Do you know the years between chapter 3 and chapter 11? 40. Chapter 3 was the beginning of the sitting on the throne. Chapter 11 was the ending of to his throne. And now what brought his end 
abruptly is what we are discussing now. He moved his heart. He himself had divine wisdom already. He said, you God, you are with my father. My father was a standard of wisdom. Two, my father was righteous. His heart was pure before you. My father treated Israel with integrity and with love. Even when he killed uh, Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, he repented, he fasted, he prayed. He did not dump uh, Bathsheba. He married Bathsheba in compensation. My father feared God. And God also came to him and said, because you didn't ask for the lives of your friends in revenge, and because you didn't ask for money and the product of wisdom, but you asked for the recipe and the sacrifices of wisdom, I'll give you the wisdom that will eventually bring the money and the honor and the dignity and the success you are looking for anyway. I'll give it to you. But... Know that that kind of wisdom thrives in the environment of knowing God, God's ways, honoring God's word, remaining in the environment of God's word because the principles, that the wisdom of God is born from the principles of God which you can only find in his word. That's why we are in this university. So why will his 40 years of ministry, why should God appear to him only twice? That is an indictment on covenant. It means he ended up in chapter 11, his heart stolen because there came a time in his life when his prayer life was coming down. When he was not reading his Bible, when he was not studying the law of God, when he was not in connection with the God of his father. And anytime I'm reading the Bible and I get to this stage, I cry and I weep because I'm telling you the sacrifice that I have gone through to raise this ministry, to build that oil dome, to support my wife for Shiloh. The money I have spent, yes, yesterday I've ordered the purchase of four acres of land at uh, uh, Somenya because some land is being sold there. What am I going to do there? When I don't know what I'm going to do it, but I'm just buying it for the generations. That's all. I'm just buying. <laughs> if I don't know what to do with it, the second and the third generation will find something to do with it. I'm just living an inheritance. That's all. I have 10 plots of land at uh, uh, West Trasaco. Now, the place is developing. I have course on developers and we have entered into partnership with them. They should go and develop the place. When they develop, we'll share their houses. And the houses alone, most of them will be owned by this church because I want to make sure 
that the one who is coming after me, after as, as Apostle General or whichever title that will be given, has a bungalow already waiting. We are having guest houses for our guests who are coming from across the world. We are living inheritance. So when I see Solomon, I say, God, don't let it happen to my sons and my daughters in the Lord. Don't, don't let this happen. Otherwise, hey, all the toil is gone. But the standard was there. Solomon knew that the standard was his father, David. So keep the, your eyes on the standard. Keep your eyes on the standard. Don't fix, shift your eyes. How would Apostle Jenna have handled this matter? How would he do it? What did Apostle Jenna say about this? What was his mind concerning that one? That's a standard for you to remain in an environment of wisdom. And then don't forget the life of righteousness, purity that he assigned to you. Don't forget that I have taught you that said wisdom is transgenerational. The reason why you must walk with God well, it's because of the generation after you. That's the reason. Because of your daughters, because of your children, and because of your children's children. If your children saw you and mommy and daddy fighting, that's the inheritance you are living. If they see you very disrespectful to, to watchmen and security men and drivers, that's what they will learn. The wisdom of the world is there to complement the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is the principal thing, the major thing. And then you acquire the wisdom of the world to complement, to make you survive and to make you relevant in your days and your time. You can be beautiful, but your beauty will not attract marriage. It's the character and wisdom that attracts marriage. 40 years of the man's life, God appeared to him twice. That was the beginning of his downfall. He disconnected himself from prayer. He disconnected himself from the word of God. He disconnected himself from the God of his father. His father was no longer becoming the standard to him. He started applying the wisdom and the techniques of the world. Let me marry from these places so that their kings will live at peace with me. Alas, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. God came and said, Solomon, I'm angry with you. Your kingdom is torn. Then we'll go to your, your, your former servant. And only one will remain for you. Let me close you with Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 16. Thank you. Let me close you with Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 and then another text, another scripture. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. 
teaching and admonishing one another in psalms that is in thanksgiving in hymns that is in worship and in spiritual songs songs that uplift the soul singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Let the word of God, let the word of Christ, let the word, the word of Christ dwell in you richly with all wisdom. Why? Because wisdom thrives in the word of God. The day you cut yourself from the word of God, you have cut yourself from the functionality of wisdom. Psalm 119 verse 105 Psalm 119 verse 105 The word your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path Add 106 to 8. Let me see whether there's something there. I have sworn and confirmed that I will keep your righteous judgments. Can I suggest to my sons here that life is full of darkness? And you and I know that once a while when your lights go off in the house and your, your mobile phone is not around to give you temporal light, you see the way you struggle. And sometimes your leg will hit your bed. Why? Because of the absence of light. Such is life. Life is full of spiritual darkness. And when you are walking in life without the word of God, your legs will hit stumbling stones. Life is full of ups and downs. Life is full of stumbles and stumblings. But when there is a light showing you the way, when you get to where there is a stone, the light will show you and you raise your leg and skip over that stone. Who is this light? What is this light? The light is the word of God. My wife and I will do counseling every week probably depending upon our schedules and the appointments that we are able to give. For example, Apostle General, I am very, very busy and God has blessed me with a good wife and pastors and associates who do, a, who cushion up a lot of the problems that otherwise would have all been running to me which I would not have been able to handle them anyway because of pressure and stress and so on and so forth Kim Foley is one of them uh, David, Reverend David, my son, Papa the pastor, the elders of the church you know, the group leaders and so on they've been solving so many problems for me 
The difficult problems and the challenging ones, however, find themselves finally in my presence. And sometimes my wife, Mama Rita, will discuss with me and then will tell me that we need to make appointment for this couple. We need to make appointment for this family, for this person, and so on. And we do. My appointment times are usually Sundays after church. So when I finish a church like this, um, I'll go home, have my lunch, and I'll take uh, some rest because I start my day very, very, very early. Sometimes from midnight, no sleep until I come to church. So you can imagine after downloading information like this, uh, it's quite hectic. Very, very, very difficult. And then sometimes I also do my counseling on Mondays. Tuesday to Friday, I'm very busy doing apostolic missions, meetings here, there, 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 everywhere. And even the appointments, I am not able to handle all of them. Oh, the one person who has suffered is my PA. Hey! Apostle Gina told me he would come. Why are you not telling me he cannot come? No, sir. There's, there's no space. The, the schedules are so tight. But he told me you will come. Woman, I think you are standing in my way. It's not easy to, to work in my office. You have to have a large heart and humility because and if you dare raise your voice, Apostle Gina, your PA doesn't respect at all. And when I get that complaint, one, two, three, you are, got, you are, you are out of the office. Because you are not there to create problems for me. You are there to help me solve my problems. So Sunday, 8 o'clock, after we have rested, you see a couple will come. And some of the couples, when they come, ask Mama Rita, we cancel them to 12 midnight. 8 to 12, 4 hours. Because we have to listen to the problem from Genesis. And it has to run through Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Numbers, Deuteronomy, 1st and 2nd Kings. 1st Samuel, 2nd Samuel, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Sons of Solomon. Isaiah, Jeremiah. Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Habakkuk, Hagabi, one more. Zephaniah, and then Malachi. By the time the problem travels through the New Testament from the shadow to the reality, the problem has become very gangantuan. Because the Old Testament is just a shadow. The New Testament is the real one. You see the problem traveling through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts of Apostles. Acts of Apostles, which one do you go? Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Ephesians, I say, feel him on being social, baby. Well, four hours during these four hours, Mama Rita and I are patient. We will listen and then we will have to diagnose and digest every single problem. 
and then provide wisdom solution because i've told you already there's no problem wisdom does not solve every problem solvable by wisdom wisdom is the understanding and application of godly principles enshrined in his word exposed in his word coming through in the lenses of God's word and then you project the personality of Christ once the personality of Christ is projected wisdom is projected in you four hours then after that we are provided wisdom and counsel then we will pray for them and silence the voices of the accuser. Cut off what they have been hearing. And ask God to, for them to go and prosper. Some of them, by the time they are leaving our house, you yourself, you know in the flesh that this marriage, it won't work. This marriage is over. Oh, I'm not lying. I will not lie to you. Four hours of exchange. You know it won't work. Then, one month, I am waiting to see whether they will call me to say the problem has returned. One month, I don't receive any call. I said, honey, have you checked on them? They only said, hmm, I saw them. How they were making love of you on the compound. Three months. Six months. One year. Not only have we had bad news, they don't come back to share problems anymore. Three years, four years, the marriage is solid. I said, hey, what happened? God said, you don't know. That day you release wisdom. And here's what wisdom does. The moment you come into the presence of the Apostle General and Mama Rita, in the midst of counselors, therein lies safety. He that is wise also works with the wise. So wisdom comes from association and whom you listen to. So, these days, when my wife and I have to sit to counsel people, we do a joy because we get... Have we, have we counseled some people and they went and the marriage didn't work? Never. 100% results. 100%. So, so, the reason why they have been fighting is because of the absence of wisdom. So, when they come and we show them, no, this one is not supposed to bring a problem. This one, this is the way you handle it. This is the way you solve it. You are wrong here. You are right here. This is the way you meet each other halfway. And when they go home, the Holy Spirit will start downplaying all the things that they have heard. And any time they come to church and they see our faces, they remember the counseling. When they hear our voices, they remember the counseling. And the marriages are bounced back to life. Increase that clap offering for me. Any couple who have come to us, Mama Rita and I will thank you first for your humility. There are some men who are so arrogant with ego. When their wives come to share their problems with Mama Rita, why have you gone to disgrace me? Why have you gone to disgrace me? No, 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 no. You are not disgraced. 
she reported you so that we can have the opportunity to pour wisdom into you for the stability and for the increase and the growth of that marriage and that relationship. She didn't report you. And in any case, if you cannot be reported to your spiritual father and your spiritual mother, who should you be reported to? Are you a thing God? Are you Nebuchadnezzar that must not be corrected? Let me show you the places where Nebuchadnezzar end up. In the forest, you will become a beast. In the forest, you end. That's the place for Nebuchadnezzar. But if you want to remain a child of God, then as a child of God, your stability is in the word of God. And experience and spirituality. So be thankful to God that your wife has come to talk to your spiritual mother. And for that matter, you are sitting before your spiritual father and your spiritual mother to straighten things up. You should be happy. And we thank you for giving us that opportunity to always put our experience to use. There are structures. There are leaders that you can go to. Go to them. Talk to them. Share your problems. Let them give you counsel. Let them pray with you. If the problems persist, Mama Rita and I will be the last stop. Once the problem comes to us, it must, it must be solved. Connect with the Apostle General on Twitter at Sam Crunchy, Facebook and Instagram, Sam Crunchy Anchor. Share your prayer requests and testimonies via info at royalhousechapel.org. Royal House Chapel, touching our generation with the power of God. God richly bless you. Yeah.